Father, we want to thank you for another opportunity to share your word. We thank you for how you have been helping us thus far. We commit our meeting today into your hands as you continue to teach us on the matter of glory of the latter temple. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. So far, we have seen that glory speaks of beauty, magnificence, majesty, splendor, greatness, and so on and so forth. We have also seen that glory in scripture is determined by God. And therefore, glory is something that we can only correctly assess through the eye of God. Also, we noted that Christ in you is the hope or expectation of this glory. Today, we want to note something about the statement that the Lord made in Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. We see that God is here comparing glories, the glory of the latter temple and the glory of the former temple. And he's saying that the glory of the latter will be greater than the glory of the former. In our conclusion last week, we spoke of a physical or historical temple and a spiritual or eternal temple. For example, Zerubbabel's and Solomon's temples were physical and historical. And like we have noted before, you and I are spiritual and eternal temples. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 that we are the temple of the living God. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, we are told that we are spiritual blocks being built for a temple that God will dwell in. Today, I want to talk about the glory of the latter temple. The glory of the latter temple. God is saying that the glory of the latter, which is spiritual and eternal, shall be greater than the glory of the former, which is physical and visible. In other words, whatever we can see that is glorious to us, that which we cannot see, which God has assessed as glorious, is far greater in glory than that which we can see. When you see a dead body, you will know that the glory of the living is greater than the glory of the dead. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 4, the Bible says, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Essentially, when you see somebody who is alive, you will say, this man has a glorious body. But when you see that same person dead, you will discard that dead body. But then God says that there is a glory to be revealed that will make a dead body to be more glorious than a living body. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 18, the Bible says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The Bible is telling us that there is a glory to be revealed. Right now we are suffering. But when we go through this time of suffering, because we are suffering in Christ, the glory to be revealed will indeed be revealed in us. But this glory can only be revealed in people who are in Christ. That is why the Bible says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 35 to the end. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, 
you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, and it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. From what we have read, it is clear that a dead body can be glorious. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is basically speaking about the resurrection of the dead. And it is telling us that dead bodies will be raised again. It also tells us that there are different kinds of glories. It tells us that the glory of the sun is even from the glory of the moon, even from the glory of the stars. Then it tells us that the glory of the living body is even from the glory of the resurrected dead body. It tells us that the resurrected dead body, when it is raised up, it becomes incorruptible. It is raised up in glory. It is raised up in power. And it is raised up a spiritual body. So that the glory of the living is one and the glory of the dead is one. As we speak of the glory of the resurrected dead body, I want to make a distinction between the bodies of those who died in Christ and the bodies of those who died without Christ. Those who died without Christ are going to be raised up to shame and everlasting damnation. So there's no glory in that one. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is addressing specifically those who died in Christ when they are resurrected again. It is the glory of the dead in Christ that is the glory of the latter temple that God is referring to in Haggai. It is a glory that is greater 
than the glory of this our living bodies now. The Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It means that these living bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It is only the resurrected bodies that can inherit the kingdom of God. So the apostle tells us that those who are alive when Jesus Christ comes, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, they themselves will be transformed. So their living bodies will be changed to a glorious body. This resurrected body is a body that will no longer die. It is a body that will be without pain, without sickness, without suffering, without weakness. It is the resurrected body that is to be glorified with Christ. When we die, our spirits go to heaven, but our bodies are buried. But in the last day, on the day of rapture, when Christ will appear, those bodies that have been buried, those that died at sea, those that were destroyed by fire, who died in Christ, will be raised back again. And when these bodies are raised up, they will reunite with their spirit that were waiting in heaven. And then they will become a glorious body. It is this glorious body, when we all gather together, that God will now come and dwell among us. We will now become like a tabernacle that God will dwell in. And this is the glory of the latter temple that God was speaking about in Haggai. He was using a physical, historical temple to explain to us what we will be like when we come to heaven. The Bible tells us that it does not yet appear what we will be like, but we know that when we see Jesus, we will be like him. And the Bible says that everyone who has this hope in him, that he will be like Jesus, must purify himself. So since we now know that we are the glory of the latter temple, what should we be doing? We must be living as God wants us to live, in righteousness and in holiness, in obedience to God, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what guarantees that when we die and our bodies are resurrected and we reunite with our bodies, we will indeed be the latter temple and the glory of that temple will be far greater than the glory of this present temple. So let us work hard to make sure that we do not miss out on the glory that God has for you and I. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word to us today. Thank you for revealing your plan for us to us. Thank you for letting us know how glorious you have planned for us for the end time. I pray that, Lord, none of us will miss that glory. I pray that, Lord, you will help us to live righteously, holy, in the power of the Holy Spirit, obeying your word, so that we will be that glorious latter temple that you have spoken about. I pray that none of us hearing this will miss out on the rapture, that we will be raised unto incorruption and will be reunited with our spirits in glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.